0: Welcome to The Drabblecast, episode 229. The Drabblecast is a weekly audio fiction magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. This week on the show, science of the future. Technology moves so fast, sometimes it makes you feel dizzy. But just think about all the cool stuff in store down the road. Boner pills? Check. Waffles that can be downloaded... Somebody get on that. Let's hit a Drabble first, shall we? Drabble! Drabble! Drabbles are stories exactly 100 words. Send yours into submissions at drabblecast.org. This week's Drabble comes to us from Nicholas J. Carter, and it's called Lab Rats. Nick's flash story, Over Too Soon, appeared in Antipodean Science Fiction in April, and his short novella, Jam, Don't Shake, is due out soon through Vagabondage Press. He invites you to check out his blog, Well Here I Am, at adequategusto.blogspot.com. When did it learn English? asked the department chair. Eh, About 4.30, the rat answered. "'Yeah, that's right,' I said. "'Any other languages?' "'I'm right here, you know,' said the rat indignantly. "'Japanese,' I said. E Espanol,' said the rat. "'The chair rubbed his chin. "'Interesting. "'Monitor for three days and then cut it open and look at the brain.' "'What? No!' the rat screamed, but the chair had already left. "'The rat's tearful eyes pleaded at me through the hard glass.' Too accustomed to those looks, I simply flicked my tail and returned to my miniature workstation on the countertop. Special thanks to David Carvin for lending his voice in that one. And that leads us to our feature story this week, Singularity Knocks by Will Ludwigson. Will is a 2006 Clarion graduate and a 2011 graduate of the University of Southern Maine's Stone Coast MFA program in Popular Fiction. He's worked as a technical writer and training consultant for a variety of businesses and government agencies, basically writing fantasy nonfiction by day and fantasy fiction by night. His works appeared in Weird Tales, Cemetery Dance, Alfred Hitchcock's Mystery Magazine, Strange Horizons, Asimov's, and other places. So without further ado, we bring you... Singularity Knocks, by Will Ludwigson. One, two, three. The show was over. It's all in the name. We warned those government men when they came. But being government men, they didn't listen. Their kind used to come by regular with their papers, food stamps, crop subsidies, EPA inspection reports, revenue forms, homeland security affidavits, on and on. The last ones came with one of them little computers you carry under your arm like a book and boy were they proud of themselves. You could tell it by how they rumbled up our driveway in that electric truck of theirs all smiling in the sunshine through the open windows. It could have been tourists out for a drive among us unlucky hillbillies if it weren't for the suits. On the front line. Their contraption pulled silently to a stop out front by the porch, and the two men stepped out of their doors. The driver snapped the dust from his brimmed hat on his knee, and the other was already tapping away on that little tablet. "Mornin," said the driver. "Y'all the Saw hills? I was sitting on the porch with the boys, fanning away the heat and talking nonsense about the world. I'm the oldest living Saw Hill, so I guess that makes me the patriarch. You don't have to talk to us like that, mister, I said. We know townspeak just fine. The man with the hat put it back on his head and smiled with a hint of embarrassment. Sorry, folks. Sometimes it helps, you know, smooth the way. That man with the computer was lurking by the corner of our porch holding it up and aiming some kind of camera at the eaves. He steered a pair of laser beams from one end to the other. I figured I'd let him do what he was doing if I didn't see any harm. Smooth the way for what? I asked. I knew what was coming next, what was always coming. Talk of eminent domain. of making way for progress. Well, something exciting, he said, lifting up a foot onto the lowest step opportunity of a lifetime. I looked over at my boys, both of them in their 60s. I don't have to say how much older I was. I think we've had enough opportunities of a lifetime, I said. He nodded, chuckling. It's funny you should say that, it really is, because I'm here to offer you a lot more than one lifetime. Gerald didn't speak up much, but when he did, his voice came growling out of his lungs like a drowsy tiger. "'Why don't you get to your point, Mr. Government?' The man rubbed his chin. "'I'll do just that. "'You see, Mr. Findlay and I here are from the Department of Singularity Affairs. "'My name's Farmer, believe it or not. "'Isn't that something?' "'What's the Department of Singularity Affairs?' I asked. "'Never heard of it.' "'You people are pretty remote, so that makes sense.' We made it through the First World cities first, and then spread out slowly to the towns and villages. North America, Europe, Asia, South America, Africa. That was the order we went in, mostly. We're the clean-up men, if you don't mind that expression. Taking up the last few stragglers. Taking us up where? asked Gerald. His brother Wayne folded his arms in support, pretty much the only way he liked to talk anymore. The future, said Mr. Farmer the singularity. It's the end of history, the beginning of the future. It's the birth of the human race is what it is. Findlay was walking that tablet of his around the corner of the house. If he wanted to measure the old chimney, I didn't see any need to stop him. You see, we've finally made it. Thousands of years of blood and struggle, and we've finally evolved. Our machines do it all for us now, and work as we used to do it is dead." There's no farming any more, no ranchin, no buildin cars or houses. It's all in the computer now, where we all live in a simulated paradise. Farmer gestured to us grandly, We're here to-to upload you. I didn't ask to be uploaded, I said. When you know more, you will. Imagine living anywhere you want, any way you want. You want to live in a pre-Civil War mansion? You get one. You want to live in ancient Egypt? Pick a dynasty. You want to go to space? Whoosh, off you go. What if we just want to sing hymns to our Lord in eternal peace? Well, lots of people choose that. We've got them broken up by faith, if you like it that way. So you're taking us to heaven, is that right? Farmer thought that over. Well, I guess it is heaven when you think about it like that. It's what you were promised anyway, a life of the spirit. We're saving the human race forever, storing it in memory, tended for a million years by robots. When the sun goes out in six billion years, the containment unit will still be headed for the edge of the universe. What about our bodies? Oh, you won't need your bodies, don't you see? All the pleasures of the flesh will be stimulated directly in our software. Well, "'What happens if there's a lightning strike, or squirrels chew up the wires like that time our AOL went out?' "'Squirrels?' <laughs> he laughed. "'I don't think you understand the scale of this thing. "'We've thought it all through. "'The greatest minds of the human race at the top of the game. "'The servers are crash-proof, impervious to all the natural phenomena, "'and completely powered by the magic of fusion.' Yeah, if that's all true, what are you doing here?' asked Gerald." We're looking for you, said Farmer. We're like history's ushers, helping you out into the light of a darkened theater. Step this way, folks. Yeah, well, what's it cost? Cost? (laughs) There's no money anymore. What's cost but someone's crazy idea of what work and time are worth? If there's no work and there's all time, then money is obsolete. Just like we are, it seems, I said. Uh, Well, in your present forms, yes, I suppose you are, but in the new reality, you can be cyborgs, or elves, or or bunnies, or even good old-fashioned salt-of-the-earth country folk like yourselves. Findlay here is scanning up your place, so you can have it if you want. He wasn't a bad salesman, as salesmen go, especially government ones. He was basically offering heaven, after all, and not even my dead wife could blow that pitch. Farmer seemed to see what I was thinking. We couldn't upload your loved ones, of course, but they're in your memories, and we got algorithms to bring them right back. Not perhaps as solid as you, but solid enough. So that was it. An eternity of joy and happiness within the machine, spinning into the galaxy, being whatever we wanted, with all the people we'd ever loved. My wife, grandmama, even Rotgut the dog, I guessed. It was a wondrous proposition, no doubt about it, especially given the price on the package. Nah, I said. I don't think we'll be buying today. Farmer held up his hands, unfazed. This happens every time with you stragglers. You want a life you think is real and and not the one you can make yourself. It's scary living a do-it-yourself existence that goes beyond sowing and reaping. I understand, but, but let me cut to the chase here. You are the last. Or, more accurately, you are the second to last, but for Findlay and I here, and we want to go home to the singularity. Well, there's nobody stopping you, I said. We'll stay out here, keep an eye on things while you're gone, make sure nothing happens to your spaceship before it goes up. The smile wore thin on Farmer's face. Well, I wish it could be so, I really do, but... I'm afraid there's a security issue leaving you behind. You could interfere somehow if you changed your minds. Either everybody goes or nobody does, and you're all that's left of the everybody. Well, we ain't going, I said, and that's final. By now, Findlay had come around the other side of the house. The two of them stood together, eyeing us. Well, I'm afraid it is, sir, said Farmer. We've got the authority to upload you unwillingly, if necessary. And we've got the authority to toss you off our property. I turned to the boys. Wayne, go get the scattergun. Farmer shrugged. You'll be uploaded by the time he gets it. The good news is that he'll imagine he pulled it off. Wayne thundered into the house in his heavy boots, grabbed his pappy's shotgun, and swung it back out toward the government men. "'That one with the computer was aiming his lasers at us, "'and Gerald and I dove for cover. "'The beams danced across my liver spots, "'and I brushed them away and away, but they wouldn't go. "'My boy pulled both triggers. "'The government men blasted out into the weeds, "'their top halves fallen a few seconds later than their bottom halves. "'They sure looked surprised, with those wide eyes and those open mouths. God damn! I hate having to do that,' I said, climbing back on the porch.' How many more of them can there be? I don't reckon I know, said Gerald, as he watched his brother drop the two empty shotgun shells onto the porch. Now you better pick those up, son, I said to Wayne, and you go double check on those servers back in the house, just to be sure. And if I leaving, Settling back in my chair, I continued fanning myself. Ain't one singularity enough for them and if i weren't gonna be gone now could i take you home and if i told you i love you would it change what you see and if i was staying that was our story. Hope you enjoyed. I always wondered why the Jetsons never discussed the horrific apocalyptic event that left only white people living in the sky. I hadn't considered the singularity yet. Well, if you liked this week's story, eh, you know what to do. Show us some love. Chuck a donation our way via the support links off our website, treblecast.org. One-time donation or an automatic five or ten dollars a month. We really appreciate whatever you can give. It helps us do a lot of cool stuff for you on the show. All right, gonna wrap up early this week, folks. Let's get to our 100-character story winner, Duchess Alyssa, with this one here. David wished people would stop staring. After 500 years, he still wouldn't forgive Michael for not chiseling him a robe. Follow us on Twitter at the Travelcast for those winners early each week. All right, folks, that's our show. Remember, it's produced with a creative commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means don't change or sell it, but feel free to share it all you like. Special thanks to our episode artist this week, Forrest Warner. Check him out at fordaddy.deviantart.com. We'll see you next week, weirdos. Until then, I'm Norm Sherman, reminding you to get to the point, Mr. Government.